everyone, this is Contessa Louise, and you are listening to the Contributors Corner on Mod and Aunt Health. Today we have Marsha White. Now, I feel like I've known her forever, and that's not a bad thing. That is definitely a good thing, but I know it's only been a few years. Welcome, Marsha. It's a pleasure to have you as a contributor to the magazine and a guest on the podcast. Now, I've been thinking, like, I've been seriously thinking, like, how did we first meet? I can't remember. I've been like, <laughs> my brain. I'm like, you've always, it's like you've always been here. You've always been a part of my life. Can you remind me, like, how did this even happen? I actually remember it quite well. <laughs> Everybody's like, what, what, what? Tell us the dirt. It's really nothing bad at all. We met online through a mutual friend. Good Lord, that sounded like we're dating. Um, we That's actually right. met online because, because of, I mean, through a mutual friend, Jasmine Powers, the marketing oh. guru. Yes, and she yes. had, and, and the name of her community then, because she's renamed it since then and rebranded, but her community then, um, she had invited me to um, do a training. And so I was getting to know a little bit about the people in the tribe so that I could tailor, you know, how I was going to do my presentation to, to, to them or for them. And you guys, the two of you used to have the, the most interesting and engaging dialogues, and they really drew me in. And they weren't long, drawn-out things. They were just like, oh, my God, they really keep this thing real, which I appreciate. And so um, I friended you, and, of course, like most of us do, um, you know, you, you accepted my friend request. And so I started getting your post in my feed. And I will never forget it, Contessa. I can see the picture clearly in my mind. You are on a, I think it's a brown couch. And, because the picture was just so you as I know it now. But you had a lot more hair then, and you the post said, oh, yeah, all of you coaches, you just keep messing up on your clients, and I'll be right here willing to, to work with them. And I thought, ooh, this is a bad sister here. I hope somebody's catching this. And I messaged you about it, and it took off from there. And here we are, like two or three years later. So there you go. That is. <laughs> do you remember that post? I do. I remember that post <laughs> because yep. what was happening is like you know, there's this uprising of coaches. Everybody wants to be a coach, um, and there's really no certification. There's no really no guidelines to be a coach. You can just wake up and be like, oh, I'm a coach. And so <laughs> yeah. a lot of these people that I know were being hurt. Um, mm -hmm. They weren't great customer service. They weren't getting their products they weren't they weren't being taken care of by these coaches right and so they were in my inbox and I was like hey aren't you spending like tens of thousands of dollars with this coach and they're like yeah, but yeah they're not returning my messages they're not answering me it's like oh no I'll come and take you as a client no big deal and so Absolutely. I was not, I, I wasn't stealing their clients, but they were just coming to me because you weren't doing what you were supposed to be doing as a coach. You weren't serving your people. So, yeah, that is hilarious. <laughs> yeah. I was so impressed with that, with the what we call 
called it when I was in the sales profession years ago, like formal sales, decent boldness. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, that was a that was a phrase that was coined by one of our um, regional managers who who was no longer well, neither of us are with that company anymore, thank God. But she was talking about in sales, sometimes you just have to exercise decent boldness, and it's not, you know, being overbearing. It's just trying to putting it out there because you're talking to adults. You know what I mean? None of us are, none of our clients, at least none of my clients, and I don't believe any of yours, are minors. Um, they're not little children. If they choose to conduct themselves in such a way, that's their business. But we're talking about full-fledged adults. And so you can say what you want to because people are going to receive it through their own filters. I'm not responsible for that. And I thought, see, here's somebody that is on the same wavelength and heart you know, length that I'm on. So we could be friends. And I'm so glad that the, that the relationship and the friendship has developed into what it has because Lord knows, girl, you've talked me down off the wall a time or two. <laughs> well, you know what? Our, our relationship is not just one-sided. You have, and we, we might get into this in this podcast and we might do another one, get into how you have helped me bridge spirituality and religion because I've had church hurts, many, 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 many church hurts. Um, but before we get into that, Tell people what it is that you do because you are such an interesting person. Like, if I just <laughs> met you on the street, I wouldn't think that you do what you do. <laughs> so, tell us a little Uh-oh, bit about that. Is another whole podcast. <laughs> okay. You know, I told you you have free reign. Talk all you want. I got time. Okay, professionally. You know, I am, I've narrowed my niche down. I'm a business coach and a life coach, but I really serve well, and and I finally managed to, you know, message it. I do client experience and business relationship building coaching. And it comes from my, yeah, it comes from my story. You know what I mean? It comes from why my brand, which is Gratitude Speak, um, that's how it evolved. And for those who are not familiar with my brand, if I may, gratitude speak is a compound word. So it's capital G, capital F, no S on the end. And that's intentional because just like we have medical jargon, legalese, coding, which is the computer language, and other industry language acronyms and, and titles, I believe with every fiber of my being, that gratitude, you know, treating people decently until they prove that they don't deserve it, you know, which most most do um, deserve it, treating them like that. We can practice, excuse me, the language and practice of gratitude is the best experience we can ever have as humans. Gratitude is a language and practice all their own. Um, and so that, that, that came from me starting my brand, um, and you know my story. I'm not going to go into the whole thing today, but my brand was started because of a decision I had to make to sever the relationship or separate myself from 
the sales company that I had been a part of for over 10 years, had won awards, received promotions, made them and me a hell of a lot of money. And when it came down to it, I was valued for what I did. Excuse me, I was, you know, I was appreciated for the, the revenue that I generated, but I wasn't valued as a person. And that does not sit well with me, and so I just knew it was time to go based on um, a situation in my family that required my attention, my full attention. And since there was going to be no compromise, no give and take, no level of understanding or grace extended to me towards my, you know, my company, it was like, okay, I'll just holler at y'all a little later. Now, that's the PG version. Okay, that's the professional, courteous, uh, grown-up version. And we're going to leave it at that. Um, But through a conversation with my husband, um, he said, you know, you need to start your own business. And I said, doing what? And he said, teaching what you know. And I said, well, what is that? You know, I know a lot of stuff. What are you talking about? He said, no, you know how to treat people. You know how to hear people. You know how to receive people and accept them as they are without judgment and without limitations. He said, and that's a skill that everybody doesn't have. And I said, okay, if you think I can do it. And um, so that's how Gratitude Speak was born. And, and so over the years, I've been doing this now for four years, almost four, and it has gotten narrower, narrower and narrower. Um, but it, for business people, especially sales professionals, and most of us in business are, it's, it's, been, uh, it's been well received. You know, so I'm excited about it. I love what I do. Um, and it's not just about singing, you know, kumbaya, kumbaya around the campfire. It's not that. It's not always warm and fuzzy. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. there you go. So that's you on a professional side. What else do you do? On the personal side? Mm-hmm. Uh, I read a lot. I'm into, you know, I don't want to get political. This is, I'm in a place in my life, Contessa, that I've never been before um, mm-hmm. in terms of with the U.S. Um, health care debate. Mm-hmm. I am at a point in my life, and I'll just be transparent because it's not, it's not something I'm ashamed of. I didn't do anything wrong. This is the first time in my life that I've not had health insurance. Oh, and so I have been far more proactive this year than at any other time in my life, making sure that I research natural remedies. Now, I'm not above going to the doctor. In fact, I just had to go a couple of months ago for something that was beyond a naturopathic um, scope, I guess for lack of better mm-hmm. phrasing, because I have a, a, a very dear friend who is a naturopathic physician. But this was beyond that, so we just went with, quote, traditional medicine. But, you know, watching what I eat and and whatnot. And so I've gotten into walking, and walking has helped me in a lot more ways. Walking has gotten me more in touch with my spirituality. Walking has gotten me in touch with freeing myself up to be open to what is possible for me. Walking has helped me 
determine big life decisions that I have to make and little life decisions. You know, um, I read a lot. Um, I love books. My mother was a teacher. <laughs> and I came, I'm of the age where we came up without the Internet and a TV in every room and video <laughs> games. And we had to do stuff like play outside and climb trees and make-believe and, you know, things like that. So for me to get back into that has really kind of been a blessing that I didn't see initially. You know, am I a little off kilter sometimes because healthcare is not as, quote, accessible? Uh, yeah, but I could sit around and cry in my milk or cry in my soup, but that's not going to serve me at all, and it's not going to change anything. So I got off of my <clears throat> assets and <laughs> did something about it. You know, I'm, I'm a mom. Um, I'm a grandmom. And I'm a grand I'm a grandmom to two legged and four legged, which is wonderful. Because none of them live with me, and it's a beautiful thing. Um, but I love them all dearly. We have great relationships. <laughs> so there you go. And I'm a, and I and I'm a um, a uh, a culinary diva. Let me just put it like that. Ooh, I know I we have a mutual friend that. that I met through Facebook. You know who she is. She calls herself my other daughter. Mm-hmm, now in California, mm-hmm. a she's with the whole baking of the sweets thing, and that's wonderful. I can put anything you want on a dinner plate or a lunch plate. Okay, so <laughs> that's how I de-stress through cooking. That's where my creativity comes out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love that. Now you mentioned walking, and I love walking. I, I don't get to do it as much because of my own. Um, health issues and limitations, but when I do, mm-hmm. it's just a great way for me to meditate and to kind of mm-hmm. be one with the universe and nature and all that, and I'm so glad you mentioned that because it's a perfect segue into basically what I want to talk about um, and kind of piggyback on your article about spirituality and your faith. Can you kind of talk to us a little bit? I know we only got a little bit amount of time, and this is something you could probably talk about all day, but how did you <laughs> come to this journey? Because you don't hear about that a lot. Either you're religious or you're spiritual. It's not that often that you hear about someone who is both. How did this happen for you? Um, in the last four years, honestly, well, here's the thing. I think I've been on the journey unconsciously for a mm-hmm. long time. But as time goes by and you mature and you become more aware of yourself and more comfortable of yourself, because I'm at an age now in my life, like chronologically, where I'm just not for any of the foolishness anymore. And I'm giving myself permission to figure out what is best for me. Mm-hmm. You know, not at the expense of hurting anyone else. But through the walking, through the reading, through the meditation, um, it has helped me become more centered, not self-centered. And see, that's, I think, you know, where we, we, we get our terms mixed up. So I've always been, quote, religious. I was raised in the church. I mean, the church that I was originally you know, quote, born into, my mother was a Sunday school principal. So I was Mary at the cross. I was Mary at the manger. I mean, you know, 
it, when the other kids didn't show up, it, oh, Marshall do it. So I've always been in a religious environment, um, but it did not touch me in the way that I knew there was more. I am a seminary-trained, ordained minister, former pastor. You know that. Okay? Yes. I had two different successful pastors because I had business skills as well. But there was always something that I knew was lacking. And so now to get into this, um, I have had, and you'll see it or hear, I guess you'll see it really, in the article, I realized that to become more aware of my surroundings, not just the physical surroundings in terms of buildings and you know, geography, but the people that were in my life, that I used to kind of, they're really nice, but they're, um, <laughs> forgive me, they're all kind of recovering hippies, you know, like Woodstock called, it wants the 70s back, like go. And then I thought, you know what, when something like this is happening and you see your your circle changing, everything around you changing, um, and other more, excuse me, more of those kinds of personalities and practices are really beginning to surround you, you have to wake up and, and realize what is going on. Maybe it's time to consider another side, another way of looking at it, another way of thinking, something else to at least explore, and then you can make the decision to embrace it or not. And so that's what happened to me. I have a dear friend. We've been buddies for probably 12 or 14 years, and uh, she has always been um, very spiritual. You know, she's Mm -hmm. the one that really brought me to uh, EFT the tapping, um, and then I recently got into, as you know, uh, the stones, and come yeah. to find out there were tons of other people that knew about the stones, but I was the one that was, you know, missing out. It just was something that never came up in conversation. And while I don't think that you can touch a stone and all of your problems go away, the mindset, the importance that you attach to that has really helped me shift because like you, Contessa, I have been hurt. And I'm a minister. I mean, I was part of the organization in leadership. I have been deeply wounded by the church. Now, do I dislike the church or dismiss it? No, it has its time. It has its place. But I'm also about... Um, getting, as you call it, I'm getting me some healing, you know. <laughs> and I have permission to heal with other modalities than just the traditions I have been used to because we get mired in tradition and ritual, and it doesn't always serve us. And if so, that's not good quote right there. I'm going to have to make note of that. Put that in a quote. <laughs> Martian. Good, because then you'll, you'll tell me what I said. Because <laughs> I can't tell you what I just said. Because <laughs> I kind of speak off the cuff from my heart. So, yeah. Yes, but thank you for the integrity. I know you'll give me credit for it. And I'll say, oh, man, I was kind of on that day. <laughs> oh, 
like, look, look, you are on point. So let me tell you something. Now, I know that you have gotten some pushback from your Christian family, from <laughs> other Christians, from <laughs> other that, Wait, was that a unladylike un- snore? I'm sorry. <laughs> like, why do you think there's so much pushback? Why do you think there's so much separation between spirituality and being religious? Uh, I'm going to speak from my own truth, from my own experience. Um, mm-hmm. Ignorance. And ignorance is not a bad thing. Ignorance is just not having the proper information, the correct information. And really there's no reason for any of us to be ignorant because we all share, you know, we're all cousins. You all know that, right, because we all share uh, one common um, uncle, and that's Google. So if you just talk to uncle, girl, look, if you just call up Uncle G, he is always there, okay? I'm always ready to help. But some of us, the only reason, the only thing wrong with being ignorant is deciding to remain that way. And so mm-hmm. it's fear. Or it's just a, a feeling of sometimes, from the church, from the religious perspective, superiority. Which, you know, I'm not going to get into a whole um, um, dialogue about religious leaders. But a lot of times... Um, we think more highly of ourselves than we are. And, and so my thing was, it was just, it wasn't, it was a little bit of fear because I didn't really understand it and I didn't want to be labeled, you know, um, crazy or woo-woo or a defector or unfaithful, or, you know what I mean, or blaspheming because I'm telling you, especially in the Christian tradition, you can get labeled even though the book says, judge ye not that you might not be judged. But, you know, I digress. Um, wait, wait, wait. I'm, so, I'm going to need you to say that one more time so that people one in the more back again. Uh-huh, say that one <laughs> more again. Okay. Even though the book, the Christian, and I'm speaking as one who's done it, all right? So I'm not, I'm not telling you what I heard or what I read. I'm telling you what I know. We can be very judgmental. We can label people even though the book clearly says judge not that ye may not be judged. You know, it's the whole log in your eye and you looking at the needle in your brother's eye. So um, what, I, what I found is I started over-explaining it to some people, and then I thought, you know what? They can call up Uncle G for their own self. Mm-hmm. My older daughter noticed a change in me much more calm, much more, when I say rational, because uh, I'm a hothead, you know. And, um, girl, you know, everybody, everything on social media ain't always what people post, P-O-S-T, post it to be, okay? Um, but, and I, I try to maintain a professional persona um, and, and authentic, you know, because I'm not completely crazy. I mean, uh, I've got some papers being written up, but they're not posted on the wall yet. So we'll just run with that narrative. Um, but seriously, she's noticed a change. And so I know that this spiritual journey that I'm on is profiting not only me, but it's profiting those 
who I'm called to serve, including my family as well as clients. Because I can see much more clearly. I can feel things and I can sense things and I'm open to all that is possible, you know, um, for me. And I can share that with others. And it's been a real joy and a blessing to me. So, yes, there's been pushback, but people who know me know that I kind of stand for what I believe in, and it's okay if you don't agree with me. It's okay if you even leave me. I'm no stranger to being left. I'm good with it because that says more about you than it does about me. Oh, wow. That is so great. Yeah. Now, I I appreciate you being open and honest and speaking from the heart. It's not like I didn't expect it because we know we can. <laughs> you know, I just really, every time we have these conversations, I learn more about you, and it just kind of makes me And you still like, talk to me. That's a good I thing. Like, look at this. Look at my friends. So I believe that, like, things don't happen for no reason. Like, there is definitely a reason why this is happening in your life right Mm -hmm. now at this Mm -hmm. point. Why do you think that is? Like, why now? I think it's time. I think that in order for me to go to the next level of my journey, I have to make sense of and reconcile some things here because there's some things that I need to let go of. And what I've learned is it's like if you are pulling, let's, let's take it back to the old childhood game of tug of war. Mm-hmm. There's something on one side and there's a force on the other side, and they're tugging as to which one is going to win. And neither wants to give ground because one is familiar and one is unknown. And so I've been kind of caught in the middle trying to live there with some degree of integrity while I make sense of things because there's a lot of things that I still don't understand, still don't appreciate, would love to change, but it's time for me to go to my next, whatever that is. And I think I have some inkling, some hint of some of it, but some of the picture doesn't come clear, at least in my mind, until it stays in the developer a little bit longer. And so in order for me to get really deep into the developer, um, I have to let go. So one of those sides that's been warring and pulling and pushing back, I have to take my hands off of it so that my next can really come and I can embrace it and I can see that um, all that I've been through has, is not for naught. It's not been a waste of time or energy or effort. Well, maybe some of it because of dumb choices. But for the most part, circumstances and situations, hard lessons, painful experiences have all served to prepare me for my next. And so I think it is time, and I can tell um, I, when I, let me just say this real quick. When I look at the stones, you know, that I have and the crystals that I have, I sense a theme. I see a theme. Because what I did, being a novice and a researcher, because for many years I was paralegal, 
way back in a land far away in another life. Um, <laughs> so I, I made myself a cheat sheet. Okay, so as I would collect stones, um, then the woman that I buy my stones from here, who's very, very good, she has that one of those couple of those big stone and crystal encyclopedias, and she won't just sell you something because you like it or you think it's pretty. She has you sit down and see if this is really what you need because, you know, a lot of us have shiny object syndrome. So to, to, in the interest of time, I will go home and research it. And so I have a cheat sheet on my drive that I can pull up, sync to my phone, so I can remember what stone is for what. Mm-hmm. And when I started looking at all of them, I was like, oh, my goodness. There's a theme here, and that prepares me. That lets me know that the journey I'm about to enter is 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 what, how can I say it? The journey that I'm about to enter, I'm going to need to be fortified because a lot of it is unknown, and we naturally have a fear of the unknown, but that I'll be okay because I've taken the necessary steps and learned the necessary lessons for me to make that transition. Wow, That's why I just that, think it's time. That is so powerful that you are able to notice a theme, notice a pattern, and be able to say, I think I know what's coming ahead for me. And I know how to prepare for that. And not that I can read the future, but I can. But not that I'm going to <laughs> read your future, but I definitely see a book coming. Oh, God. <laughs> I know, I know. People are like, here goes the book. Um, but I definitely see a book coming about this because this is definitely something that needs to be discussed and talked about and out in the open more because I do see this more joining this coming together of religion and spirituality I mean definitely in my life the more the more that I spend time in my spirituality and my spiritual walk and communing with the universe the more I'm able to understand the message of Jesus, which is really, yeah. really powerful because that that's what was missing all this time that I was in church. I was hearing it, but I really wasn't fully able to understand with my heart the messages right. that he was saying, the messages that he wanted us to hear and to understand and to share with others. You don't have to be a Christian to understand the messages of Jesus. Just like you don't need to be, you know, um, any particular religion to understand the teachings of Buddha. Right, right. The, The messages are similar. It's a message of love and understanding. And that's so powerful for where I am right now to understand. But, but the, here's the thing. There's always two messages. There's what is said and there's what is seen. Does that make sense? It does. People talk, but they don't walk it out. And so when you have conflicting messages, it's difficult for someone who is not 
convicted one way or the other to figure out which way to go. What is the truth? Why is there such a vast chasm between the two? And so if you've been listening to, you know, as I call it, church rhetoric, Mm -hmm. and then you see how people conduct themselves, I can very well understand the confusion. (laughs) Because they're saying one thing and doing the exact opposite, and you're like, wait a minute, wait a minute, Uh -uh. uh-uh. And and I'm not trying to sit here and pretend like I have all the answers. You understand? But here's the thing. I know the word, okay? And it says, when I was a child, I thought like one, and I acted like one. But when I became an adult, I put away childish things. This two-time and two-faced, he said, she said, bickering back and forth, I don't like you, therefore my friends can't like you, or you're different. Like, what? But that's what goes on in the name of religion. Look at how we're divided as a country right now. We're not going to get into the political thing because it's not even about red or blue. It's not a party thing. It's a people thing. You know what I mean? Because we all make our choices. But I understand how many people have been hurt and put off and confused and felt abandoned by those of us, and I'm using inclusive language intentionally, who claim to be, But there is a scripture that says, what allows evil to prosper is the silence of those who claim to be good. Oh, nice. Nice. So, (laughs) anyway, there we go. I didn't want to preach. think that I was going to say what I said, but there's always a reason why. So I can't wait to see what happens when people hear this broadcast and the response Mm. that we're going to get from, because sometimes, well, a lot of times it's not even about me. And a lot of times it's not even about you. It's about whoever's going to be listening and how this message will impact change and transform them. Somebody's going to get saved. Someone is going to get a breakthrough. Someone is going to change because we decided to share with our heart about this journey that we are on. This journey it hasn't ended. This journey will continue on as long as we are here on this earth. And so I'm excited about coming back, you know, even six months from now or a year from now to revisit this and see where we are on and this review journey. the book that you've spoken. <laughs> Girl, you was read my mind because I was just about to say that. Talk about your book launch. <laughs> I know you well. I know you do well, girlfriend. <laughs> all right, all right. So let's go into some action items because I know I'm all about actions and you are all about action items. So let's talk about three things. For someone who's about to start on this journey of spirituality, what are three tips, three action items, three steps you can give someone who's like, I don't even know what to do? Okay. Um, the first thing is figure out what it is that you're seeking. Okay. You know, because we all go through 
different things for different reasons. So if you're feeling, you know, um, displaced or if you're feeling like there's no peace in your life or you're just feeling confused or alone, you have to figure out what it is you are seeking, and that will start the universe, God, spirit, the cosmos, whatever you are comfortable calling it, it'll start sending you the answers. The other thing is be open to it, okay? Because here's the thing, don't ask a question and be mad with the answer you get. Um, <laughs> seriously, you know, it's like it's, it's the take a risk. And then the final thing is, you know, do your research, but be true to you. Ex- don't be afraid to explore and experiment. There's no one size fits all. Be open, and it'll it'll come. Absolutely. I tell people that your journey may not look anything like my journey, and it is a journey. It has ups and downs and sideways, and just because you decide to take a walk, whether it's religious or spiritual, doesn't mean your life is going to be easy. It's usually the opposite. Your life will become unraveled. Yeah. Because you're to the to the heart of the matter. You're getting to who you really are and removing all of those layers that really doesn't mean anything. We talked about, you know, behaving as a child and behaving as adult and maturing. This is what maturing looks like. Oh, it's painful. <laughs> it's frustrating. It, I mean, it is. You know, it is. Um, it's it, it it just is. I mean, that's the best thing I can do. We could sit here and and pontificate on it, and but it is. It's just painful. Um, but our healing, our breakthrough, is on the other side of the pain. You know, um, I, I will say this: and you have to be willing to go through to get to. Mm. Um, you have to be willing to go through. To get to, and for those who are religious, in the sense of you use the Bible as your um, your guidebook, and there's nothing wrong with that. I have mine. The, the 23rd Psalm, which is probably neck and neck with the Lord's Prayer, is one of like the all-time favorite uh, Bible verses. It says, "Yea, though I walk through the valley, through is the operative word. That means you're not pitching a tent, you're not you know plowing up any land to build a house." You are not planning to dwell there. But it does say we all have to go through something. None of us are exempt. Sorry, it just doesn't work that way. Don't be mad at me. I'm the messenger. I'm the regional rep. Take it up with the one who, you know, put it in to words. There you go. It is true. We all go through. No one, no one is exempt. Um, And the more you dig deep into religion or spirituality, if you're really doing the work, you're really going to go through it. And so mm-hmm. I, I, want, I want to wrap this up. Um, I've, I've kept you hostage. Um, oh, you're fine. I love this. I love this. 45 minutes, so we're going to do our rapid five. And this is just simply I'm going to ask you five questions. When you say the first thing that pops in your head, oh, please help us all. Um, are you? <laughs> this is a TV show. Okay. All right. Yeah. Are you ready? Uh, yes. I think. <laughs> I got right. my eyes closed and my 
my fingers crossed. <laughs> okay, let's go. I'm not going to embarrass you too much. Uh, you know, I understand that your audience and your people will be listening to this too. Well, we'll have Girl, a separate conversation. Girl, they know how I am, please. Uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. No filter, no filter, no filter. Is this like 70 questions from um, Vogue or something? <laughs> something, something like that. Um, okay. Uh, at least I didn't pick Cosmo. Uh, <laughs> Thank the good Lord and all of the spiritual guides for that. I appreciate it. <laughs> all right. Here we go. What are you reading right now? Uh, what book? Um, oh, it's called Second Chances by Pat Smith, Emmett Smith's wife. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. Second Chances. Mm-hmm. Nice. What is your favorite food? Uh, pasta. <laughs> lots pasta, and lots girl. And like, lots. give me pasta or give me death. <laughs> What do you do to relieve stress? This is a PG show. Okay, um, so uh, I walk. Wait, wait. wait. So, so number one, this is not a PG show because it's my show. So we're gonna. <laughs> no, I'm gonna stick to my answer for those who may not be ready. Um, everybody's not privy to all the information, but I really do. I walk, and I, I have a. I actually, I have playlists. I have a playlist on my phone, one of several, that's called Lift the Funk. And it's a compilation of some of my favorite songs that are upbeat. So that's what I do. I walk and I listen to my music. Lovely, lovely. Spicy or mild? Uh, It depends. Mostly mild because I'm old now and can't tolerate the way I used to. But, uh, yeah. (laughs) You are talking about food, right? I was like, I never said we were talking about food. Let's just keep it. Let's just keep, okay. I'm gonna go with food for for 200, Alex. Um, let's just keep it. At, let's just keep it at um, mild, okay? And then I can add my spice where I need to. Next, Ooh, I love. It. All right, and last but not least, where can our audience find out more about you? Um, well, for one, they can find out about me in Mod and Alt Magazine. And then they can <laughs> shameless plug. Um, I love so it. Actually, I love it. <laughs> I am all over social media as Gratitude Speak. Yeah, Facebook, Twitter, um, and what's the other one? Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Instagram, yeah. Instagram, and yeah. website. Oh, yeah, website is uh, GratitudeSpeak dot com. And I'm changing it a little bit now, so just be give me some grace because it's um uh, it's gonna undergo a facelift. So Ooh, mm-hmm. that's exciting. Yeah, we, we gotta do some emergency surgery because the original intent is not what it's evolving to now. It does not reflect my journey. So yeah. Believe me, I understand that. I need to do some of that myself, but it will happen yeah. in time. Any last words you'd like to leave our audience with? Um well, I, I hope that, first of all, two things. Number one, I hope that something that Contessa and I have brought up helps you help yourself or helps you help someone else. Uh, because at the end of the day, that's what it's all about. That's why we're all here is to help each other. Um, and then the second is I'm going to leave you. I think it's appropriate given how my journey started for a little over four years ago with these eight words that started the 
growth of or the inception of Gratitude Speak. And they were, they were said to me by my husband, um, and they're eight words that I find really powerful. And they are, trust your gut, trust the process, trust God. And for your audience, Contessa, I'm going to say God, spirit, universe, cosmos, or whatever. Okay? Those are, those are powerful words that can serve you well if you are open to receiving. Thank you. I appreciate you so much. Thank you for being true to who you are. Thank you for being such a great friend. And thank you for sharing your story with us. I, I, I'll, I'll just have to tell you offline how much this means to me, but it, it really does. And just your being here and saying yes. Like Marsha's one of these people where anytime I've ever asked her to do something or to help me or to talk to me, her response has always been yes. And that means a lot to me. Like I'm tearing up right now. Um, that really means it's okay. It's okay. To have you as a friend, um, to have you as a supporter, and just to have you by my side. So thank you for that. Thank you. Thank you. And I've learned a lot from you. And I say yes because that's what the universe tells us. The universe is only designed to answer us one way, and that is yes. And you have a beautiful way of framing the question, so you get the yes. So there's the last little nugget for everybody. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for being one of our first guests on the podcast and for Woo-hoo! being a contributor to the first issue of the magazine. I'm excited. <laughs> me too. Me too. And thank you, <laughs> listeners. Please don't forget to rate and to share and to subscribe to both the podcast and the magazine at modot health.com. Until next time, I am Contessa Louise. Get you some healing.